Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Well, hello everybody and welcome along. It is time to go racing on Super Saturday. One of a couple of races for the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Championship, which heads into the second half of its season. It's Shay Adam and John Hindorf in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre, live from trackside around the circuit on 87.9 and we'll go live in sound and vision in just a few moments time as we fire up our world tv field the weather well it didn't look like it was going to play ball earlier in the week but it's been lovely this morning so far a little bit of light cloud uh, and very pleasant temperatures uh, as everyone who is working in the imza paddock has just stopped they're heading to their screens they're getting ready to watch this it's appointment racing. You have to watch this one. Settle back and enjoy the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Challenge from Road America. The Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. It's America's National Park of Speed for the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup this weekend. Good morning and welcome to a relatively early start for the Mazda teams and drivers. This green and pleasant land has been racing around this circuit since 1955. We're in a most beautiful part of Wisconsin, just off the lake, just inland or from Lake Michigan and Elkhart Lake is our closest town and it's a town that lives and breathes motorsport originally around the public roads around that area but in the mid 1950s uh, a group of very sensible local businessmen and landowners decided to carve out this 4.048 mile circuit using the rises and falls of the geography to mimic the roads that were originally raced on. 14 corners and an absolutely brilliant place to come motor racing. Well, hello everybody. Shea Adam joins me in the booth and we're into the clutch part of the season now. Shea Adam with Riley Dickinson holding a very decent lead indeed. Aaron Johnson, yes, with a big advantage of nearly 200 points over Celine Roland. So watch car number 24 starting sixth in today's race with the dark blue Mazda. He leads the watermelon liveried car from Hicks and Motorsport, that being Celine Roland. And then third in the championship, well, it's the defending championship winner. That would be Jared Thomas. 
Thomas. He's got a soul red Mazda. It's got the yellow roll cage, though, and that would be car number 96. He starts just ahead of championship leader Aaron Johnson in the fifth position. Celine Roland, by the way, has a bit more of his work cut out for him, starting 12th today. 26 cars set to take the start of the race. Half the field, John, are rookies. Uh, what I meant to say was he's doing a bit of a Riley Dickinson from uh, the <laughs> other championships. Uh, it, it, we've lost a couple of cars, haven't we, uh, this weekend, Chip? Yes, Grant West uh, and Ethan Tyler will not be starting today's race after both having separate incidents in the kink in separate sessions, as a matter of fact. But that has been a trouble point this weekend for all cars in all sessions. Uh, it is two rookies on the front row as we look at our Mazda starting grid. The number 55 Hickson Motorsport for Jonathan Neudorf has pole position ahead of Nate Cicero in second place in the number 83 McCombie McAleer car. Spark Performance and Robert Neuecker racing on row two. Gresham Wagner in the number five from the 13 of Robert Neuecker uh, in fourth position. Row three. Uh, is JTR, an old JTR road. Jared Thomas, who is the JT from JTR, is in P5 on the inside of row three in the 96 car and Aaron Johnson championship leader uh, with the 24 car on the outside. Then John Jodwat for McCombie McAleer Racing. Uh, then we've got Justin Fletcher for Copeland Motorsport in eighth position. Max Opalski, his Copeland Motorsport teammate, is one row further behind in ninth. And rounding up the top ten, another rookie, Thomas Annunziata, in tenth position for Hickson Motorsport. Four rookies in the top ten, a front row full of rookies. We were joking yesterday that... We used to remember, Shea, when rookies knew their place and wouldn't be bothering the front end of the field in their first season in the championship. But indeed, half the entries here are rookies this weekend. It will be interesting to see if a rookie breaks through and takes the victory in today's races. Because, yes, we have two 45-minute contests today. Or if maybe the experience will win out. Road America, not the easiest track that we go to. 4.048 miles, a lot of new tarmac laid down. And it's been catching people out left, right, and center. But, John, if you're a rookie, that's an advantage for you. If you've never raced here before, you don't know any different. <laughs> so we could see people not making passes at certain places because they've decided, you know what, with this tarmac, it doesn't really seem like a viable passing option. Whereas some of the veterans might have gone, I've made this move before. I can make it again. Oh, no, I can't. This track uh, laid in just over a month at the back end of last year, uh, starting in uh, October and finishing in early November. It is, it is coming in nicely this weekend. Track temperature at the moment, nearly 80 Fahrenheit. That's 26 Celsius. Uh, it is a darker colour, so when the sun comes out, it retains the heat in the air. It's 70 Fahrenheit, or if you prefer, 21 Celsius. Two by two by two by two. Itamitsu, Mazda MX-5 Cup. 45 minutes on the, tr on the clock as the cars climb the hill to what we expect to be the green flag right in front of us. It's in the air as Preston, left-handed flagman, gives us the green flag for our first race of the IMSA Sports Car Weekend in America's National Park of Speed. That looked pretty good. Nobody breaking ranks across the line. That's not allowed. And the front row goes down to the first corner as they started. Everybody two by two through turn one. Almost three wide for a moment under the <laughs> Arians. 
under the Aryans bridge there down to turn three. This has been an action area in the past, but still they're holding their two by two quality stuff. You only see this in the Mazda Championship. The Edomisdu Mazda Cup drivers are two by two in places here where no other championships can actually do that. It seems at some stage they defy the laws of physics. And now there's the break. And now Jonathan Neudorf in the black and orange car gets a little bit of ground and is able to take the racing line. But that took all the way to turn five with Nate Cicero trying to drop in there in second. Three wide going under the Corvette bridge as down the inside, Aaron Johnson, championship leader, was having a little look in the 24 car there but couldn't get through. Leaders beginning to pull away. And this will be the story of the race, Shay Adam. If you can get some drafting partners early on, you want to break down that 10, 15, 20 car field, as we saw earlier on. Great move down the inside of turn eight for Thomas Anunciata, who started in 10th and is coming through. But the guys at the front of the field, they won't battle each other too hard. They want to break the packs down into manageable numbers early. Yeah, they do. Separate them and then go after them. And what we're seeing is Aaron Johnson actually falling down through the field quite a bit, our championship leader. It was a great start for Robert Noaker, who was looking at trying to take second away from Nate Sistro, but that didn't work and actually worked against him going into turn five. Now Gresham Wagner firmly in hand of that third position, battling with the two cars for the lead, pushing Cicero to the lead. And all of a sudden, Jonathan Noyder on the inside, we have Cicero going around the outside. Who is Gresham Wagner going to favor here? Well, you've got to pick one of the guys ahead of you. It's so the Cicero. Cicero goes through. Wagner giving him a little push through. Turn 13, Billy Mitchell corner. But here comes the pull sitter down the inside. Nerdorf again for Hickson Motorsports. Up the hill for the first time. And we have got a gap. So that, what, 15, 20 car gaggle that started is down to about half a dozen, maybe seven. As they come across the line now, two, four, six, seven, almost eight. As right off the back of that is Thomas Annunziata. That's why that number 10 car was making move earlier on. Down the inside, Gresham Wagner with help from the 96 with the yellow roll cage. That is Jared Thomas, JTR Racing proprietor I think we can see down towards turn three and the leader has the clean racing line Gresham Wagner for spark performance then once again side by side action which role do you take this is all tactical at this stage as soon as they start fighting the second group of cars led by Celine Roland over the line from ninth on down, that gap which is about a second and a half at the moment here, that will disappear very quickly. It will and Celine Roland is making a great start in this race by moving up through the field and closing into that leading pack starting 12th remember he's already up to where would that be ninth now so three cars on the opening lap but this battle for the lead will not go away and keep in mind jared thomas for the first time this weekend without his dancing partner because we do not have aaron johnson in that lead pack johnson is behind roland so trouble for the championship leader early on maybe he's just saving his tires for a bit later in the race as side by side now Annunziata is up to fifth and that was a bit of hip and shoulder further back as who was it was that our pole sitter Jonathan Newdorf coming back on the track I think it was five minutes already gone and we're only on the second lap round about two and a half minutes around this circuit 
Cicero led lap number one, by the way. We need to keep track of who our lap leaders are because, because 10 points for leading the most laps. Exactly. And what do points make at the end of the season? Real cash money. Real cash money. She got it in within the first five minutes. There we go. She Check it off your bingo card. She's got, she gets the bonus. Top three pulling away then just for a moment. And now you begin to understand what we were talking about as they come through to the last couple of corners in the final lap. These cars are open-top roadsters with a very impressive and FIA-approved roll cage in it, not just a roll hoop, and that's out in the airflow. That punches a huge hole, and it's not aerodynamically efficient. Bad news for top speed, great news for how these cars race. And if you've seen any of these races, you'll know that the draft is strong with these cars. Slipstream is king at pretty much any circuit and at a track like here at road america well it's not just king it's essential to move forward side by side action again as annunciata momentarily up into fourth position but held back by the number five of gresham wagner gresham wagner remember in that number five car uh, led across the line last time around so annunciata uh, excuse me, it was the number two car, I think, there that he was battling with, uh, Max Opalski, because we've still got Gresham Wagner uh, in the lead from what? Thomas, and then Nate Cicero, black front to Nate Cicero's car. That can be a bit of a... Uh, throw you off a little bit, because the rest of the car is multicoloured. Oh, too late on the brakes there. Jeremy Fletcher trying to get very brave in turn five, and it did not pay off. But what an opportunity right now for Nate Cicero. Started on the front row. He is following behind Gresham Wagner, series champion two years ago, and then immediately in front of him, Jared Thomas, series champion last year. So that is a really great opportunity for the guy who won the Mazda Scholarship this year to come race in the championship, more than $100,000 for that, by the way, to learn from some of the best. Second group now led by Robert Neuecker in the white and black number 13. Coming out of the carousel. Then we have Jonathan Newdorf, Max Apelski, Jeremy Fletcher. They're all right there together as there's dust being kicked up and Hernan Palermo all over the back of Aaron Johnson with Celine Roland there as well. This is going to turn into a very feisty little battle further back in the field. John Jadwan is up with Jonathan Neudorf now, so he's trying to make up positions. Three separate battling groups. Is there's a bit of uh, damage to the bumper. Oh, and there's an off for, jo for Jonathan Neudorf, our pole sitter. He's off in Canada corner, did scrub off a good amount of speed and just barely nosed into the tires. That could have been a lot worse had that gravel trap not been there. Yeah, that, that wasn't jump, that was push. Correct. I didn't see who was the pusher, but it looked like Jonathan was already sideways well into the braking zone. It's not like the back end snapped off on him. So at the moment, we stay green. It appeared that the one point, uh, sorry, the two liter engine, 180 horsepower engine uh, has not yet re-fired. So Nerdoff was in a Ooh. battle with the number 22 of Jeremy, Jeremy Fletcher. Fletcher. And it was side by side contact that got the Natera car slightly airborne. There might be some steering arm damage to the right-hand front of Jonathan's car there. And that may be why he can't uh, resume. Also, Thomas Anunziata is off the track. 
he was well up there, the number 10. Uh, yes, a left rear puncture on Ooh. the 55. That's why the car is crabbing. He's going to make it back to pit lane. We are still under green. Annunziata has gone a very, very, very long way off at turn one. Now, back in the old days, those, those uh, tyres weren't there. And he would have had to show his pass to get back in. Ooh. A lot no. of white smoke from Was his that car. Ma did Max Zapalski give him a little no. tap there? No. I did not see any contact on the back of Annunziata's car. It just was a great puff of white smoke as he went straight across. Again, another example of being grateful that gravel was there to help slow him down because if that had been pavement and he had had no other retardation ability, that would have been a big hit. As I say it, not so very long ago. Well, within my memory, which is quite a very long time ago now, um, none of that was there and the retaining wall wasn't there. And uh, there have been incidents in the past where cars have gone off over the edge down there. And Search for it on going. your favourite uh, video search site. We've Full stayed green for the... Uh, there you go. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, uh, that's okay. Mm -mm. I, I wasn't going to say anything about Thomas being stuck and us having to go recover him because we saw last weekend the power of magic. Cars able to drive out of the gravel around Indeed. here for the first time ever. Sheena Monk drove a Mustang out of uh, that a couple of years ago. And by being very patient and not oh, yeah. over-revving the engine. I think Thomas had a problem there, if yep. I'm being honest. He locked up everything, and the car wasn't slowing down that much. I wonder if it was maybe a slightly sticky throttle. Well, and the really unfortunate thing for Thomas Nunziata is he came into today's race fourth in the championship, tied with someone who's not here, and just ahead of someone else who's not here. So it looked like he was going to be able to hold position, maybe even move up a bit. With this finish, he's going to be moving backwards in the points, especially considering that seventh in the points is Gresham Wagner, race leader, and the guy who currently has the best lap of the race, which is another 10 bonus points. He's going to lose the lead lap in about 15 seconds. Um, the car is flat towing, helped by the Road America safety crew. We've already got the IMSA AMR intervention vehicle standing guard at turn one, and one of the Chevy safety trucks already getting down there. I told them this morning that I hope they had a very boring day. Always tell them that. If this is the most action they see, then I'll be very happy with that. Um, the incident involving the 55 and the 22, that's Jeremy Fletcher, and the Jonathan Newdorf incident at Canada Corner, under review by race control. So we'll wait and see what they determine. So that number 10 car then dropping down to the end of the runners. He'll drop even further, though, John, because the two cars behind him, they were in the pit lane, and both of them have left. So Jonathan Nodov has been in and out of the pit lane. Left rear uh, tyre puncture made to go on the outside of the number 22. I think it's just the extreme sideways motion of that left uh, rear tyre and wheel combination. The rear's alloy... And the tyre scrubbing across, doing its job, slowing him down. He's back out again, uh, but he has dropped off the lead lap. Joey Rainey in the number 30 has been in and out of the pits as well. And uh, therefore he has had an issue and dropped a lap, but he's back out. So he's down at turn three as well. They'll get back onto the end 
of the line, but there will be a lap down. Grant West and Ethan Tyler not starting uh, earlier on in this race. This does massively shake up the Rookie of the Year potential ever? points because Thomas Nunziata was leading those. If he finishes last of all the rookies, which would be 13th as far as all of our rookies are concerned, that's going to make an uphill battle for the man trying to go for the additional $80,000 for the Rookie of the Year. Not to be sniffed at at all. Going green this time by. Great work by our track services and recovery teams before we go back to full house, full noise racing from the Edemitsu Mazda MX-5. Always take an opportunity to thank all of our corner workers, marshals, volunteers, extremely professional volunteers, and without whom we could not go motor racing, giving us their most precious gift, the gift of their time. Plus our safety crews, of course, and all of those around the circuits around the world this race weekend who are giving up their time to check passes and tickets, help get the car parking sorted, feed us, keep us going, and particularly here at Road America where the food concessions oh. are second to none. I'm heading to the gearbox after this race. I need an egger. <laughs> if you haven't been here and you don't know what that is, you don't know what you're missing. It's absolutely fantastic which track has the best food in the world and tell me why it's more than america it's, uh, <laughs> vir has given them a run for their oh, money now have, too though yeah, especially with right the up. restaurant um incident involving celine Rolon and heather hadley for a pass under yellow at turn 14 so we'll have to keep an eye on that one as well don't like to see passing under yellow race control will take a dim view of that yep it looks like we are not going to quite get the whole field back together again as we're waiting for Jonathan Neudorf to get on the back of the line. Green flag is waving and we now see Gresham Wagner lead his fourth lap of the race. Started in third position. Moves from Jared Thomas <laughs> as well. They were all together, John. They were pushing across the line. Uh, that was a what? 28-wheel <laughs> Mazda train. Uh, Hernan Palermo in the number 20. Easy car to spot that one. Up from 13th position to 8th as it stands at the moment. Down the hill to turn three. Still Wagner leading. And that work that the top three did to get out in front of the pack, of course, that now has to happen again. And once again, under the Sargento... Cheese Bridge, we're forming up behind the leading six or seven. It's too wide. It's not going to help the causes of those drivers early on. And still half an hour to go. Top five, just starting to break away. Oh, there's a touch there. And that is Palermo. Drama for the Llama Farmer. Into five. Oh, he got pushed out a little bit wide. He's fallen back behind Celine Rolon now for car number 20. He can recover from that, though. He bumped the back of Jean Chautouin. Uh, in the McCumbie McAleer racing number 39 ahead of him just missed his braking spot a little look at the right rear of the number 39 the black and white car with a little bit of blue on it as they go down through turn 8 was it the 30 no it was the 22 my apologies that uh, was run into the back of Ooh. it was the black and white car that was Jeremy Fletcher who was involved in that incident 
uh, running into Canada Corner with Jonathan Nerdoff, uh, uh, Nerdoff earlier on. So he's got a magnet for other MX-5s in that car. I didn't see him doing anything wrong, though, John, in no. that instant. It looked like I, Palermo turned in maybe a little bit too soon. I think Hernan just missed his breaking point by yeah. maybe a couple of feet. Into the pit lane for Thomas Annunziata, by the way. He's made it back around. The Hicks and Motorsport crew is going to work on that car. They'll try and get him back out. We'll wait for more information from the team, though. And now there is a penalty that's been issued for Jeremy Fletcher. Incident responsibility with Jonathan Newdorf. Drive-through penalty. That's going to be very painful. Takes him out of the draft, and yep. he will have to wait to see if there's another full-course yellow. Needs to get in very quickly. Coming to the end of the lap now, through turn 14. Watch for the black and white number 22, pulling off to the right-hand side and into the pit lane. Pit lane speed limit does not start till just before the bridge, so it breaks as late as possible to get down to the pit lane speed. It's very steeply uphill there, which helps. Well, that's another lap led by Gresham Wagner. Top three again with maybe a couple of three... MX-5 lengths between them and a pair of cars, which is Robert Neuinger and Max Apalski. Copeland Motorsport, number 22, for that contact, just squeezing to the outside. Race control at IMSA likes to see a little bit of racing room given. And as uh, Jonathan Erdoff was coming down the outside, there wasn't quite enough width given to him and that's why the number 22 of Jeremy Fletcher has been assessed that penalty. Got the top five back together. Nice move by oh. the green and black. Max Zapalski down into turn five. It's a really tricky place. It looks dead easy down there because you've got a long straight and you're coming into a corner that's got plenty of runoff if you do make the difference, a mistake. But it's downhill braking and you're putting extra weight and pressure on the front wheels which are trying to slow you down and turn you at the same time very easy to lock up a front tire same down at the bottom of turn eight but that's made to look very easy indeed by nate cicero in that car with the dark front and then the colors of red behind it so he moves up into second place Cicero realizes that uh, Gresham Wagner has led a lot of laps now, and he's only led one. So for those 10 bonus points, he wants to get back to the front of the race. Gresham Wagner, though, won his championship very handily by accruing as many points as he could, including those bonus points. So Gresham likes to lead the most laps. He really likes to get the fastest lap, though. That's the one that he's the most interested in, John. Top five, almost back together, then a little gap. That was a great pass by Max Apalski on Robert Noaker. Three times a winner here in this series, in this championship at this track. So Robert Noaker knows all the tricks in the book. Very good, clean execution from Apalski in the number two. Now, let's see if the cars behind Gresham Wagner team up here, coming up the front straight. They're coming out of turn 14 now, right across the yellow and red curbs and using a bit of the concrete runoff, but not too much. Let's see if anybody breaks ranks and tries to out-drag the leader down into turn one. It is a braking area, it's an opportunity. Well, the top two, bump drafting. Second two, not quite that close, but here they come. Little bit of a dab of the brakes from the second place car of Nate Cicero as he was checking to make sure the pads were right there on the brake discs, the brake rotors. It was three wide further back, which is gonna get a little bit untidy, but the action's in the front five. 
down to turn three. Wagner under pressure again. Is he under pressure though? What was Nate Cicero doing there? He didn't pull out Shay. Didn't really make a concerted effort. Don't think that the leader is brake testing the cars behind when you see Gresham Wagner flashing his brake lights. He ran off at turn three and bounced the left-hand side wheels and tyres into the dirt. And what he's making sure that is that hasn't bumped the brake pads away from the rotors. They need to be right there. You do not want any play in the brake pedal when you go for it to make the big stop at the turn five. We've got five cars in the top five from five different teams. No one has any allies to work with. And yes, you're correct. We saw Cicero tapping the brakes as well before the run up into six. And oh, a big off. Uh, who is that? That is. Can't even identify which car it is. It's, I think it might be Bailey Cruz. It's backwards going into turn five. Full course yellow is out. There's fluid on the racing line as well as debris. Was it Bailey Cruz from uh, Hickson Motorsport? We'll, we'll wait until we get a better view of the number before we speculate as to which car it is, but very large hit. No, I think it's a 49, actually. I think that's Andrew Wilson, McCombie McAleer Racing. He's lost that under braking going down into turn five. And we are straight to full course yellow. There's a lot of fluid on the racing line. Gresham Wagner is going to be very appreciative of this because the more laps oh. we run under yellow, it's more laps for him to lead. Looks like the incident started, given the witness marks on the circuit, actually started at the kink before the run down to turn five. So the left-hand kink on that run down from three to five, it, it is given sort of a corner number as corner four. But the driver's done considerate a corner because you're flat out through it in absolutely everything. Even walking it, you're flat out. <laughs> Don't lift at all. No lifting. So AMR Wagner. safety crew, by the way, at the car. And we'll bring you news of that at the as soon as we have it. We've neutralized the field. Gresham Wagner leads one more lap of this race. And given that we have now less time to go than we have had time in the race, he will get the 10 bonus points for leading the most laps, John. He's led seven, six of the seven laps we've completed. Fastest sector one, that lap did go to Aaron Johnson. So we were seeing the championship leader starting to put things together again. He was in the sixth position. Door is open on the stricken Andrew Wilson, number 49 car. And We've got the 0-1, the 0-2 both on site. Not reading anything into the fact that Andrew hasn't got out yet. He's under uh, the auspices of the AMR safety team. He's got out under his own steam. That's great to see. Safety team just checking the young driver to make sure he's all right. He raises his hand in acknowledgement to the applause from the crowd. Very knowledgeable crowd here. And they don't come to see the crashes. They come to see the racing. And that was quite a severe impact there for the rookie. And he's walking unaided. That's the good news. The reason that the safety crew don't want drivers to jump out of the car is because they want, A, they are much safer sitting in the car until the racetrack has been properly uh, has been properly neutralised, and B, 
They want to make sure that the adrenaline is not pumping so much that they can't feel any injury. So they do an initial... Uh, I was going to say inspection. That sounds more like for the car. Uh, uh, initial... Uh, look at the driver whilst he's still in the car. And... Uh, assessment was the word I was looking for so the initial assessment assessment is done with the driver in the car they ask them a few questions they're making sure that they are compass mentis and just because these cars aren't maybe the quickest that we have here doesn't mean you can't still have a big accident and that is why there is no compromise whatsoever on the safety features of these cars full FIA roll cage has done its job there the door still opened Andrew was able to climb out without needing assistance. Uh, thank goodness we didn't need the fire suppression system, but the cars have a fully approved system on there as well. We have seen engine fires in the past. I think of St. Pete's. We had a couple of incidents. We did see a car in the air at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And land on its cage. Land on its cage, and the driver was able Walked to ext away. extricate himself and walk away. So when you look at these cars and you see, oh, yeah, that's, you know, just a little Miata. That's a fully-fledged <laughs> racing car. The 180-horsepower, 2-litre four-cylinder engine, normally aspirated, of course, is left untouched. In fact, it's sealed from the factory so or from the builders of these cars, which is the Brothers Fliss up in uh, Daytona Beach. And a testament also to the safety work that was done to help develop these cars by Long Road Racing. Tom Indeed Long, so. Andrew Carbonell spent countless hours trying to figure out how to make these race cars even better. And uh, they have done just that. So we very much appreciate the work that those uh, ladies and gents did. This race used to be called the Alana Long for a very good reason. Yes. And we still miss her. Indeed so. Yes, no compromises. That was clear from the very start with Long Road Racing, Tom and uh, Andrew Carbonell as she mentioned and that's because anytime you take a race car out on a track, whether it's a test it, you're trying to break a car in, run it in or you're going racing, there is no guarantee that it will come back the way it went out. Driver error can be one thing, something can go wrong you can get caught up in another's accident and uh, great to see that uh, Andrew Wilson got out of that McCombie McAleer racing car without any problem at all. The question will be, does that car get repaired or does McCombie McAleer racing have another spare car? That was we have the spare that was the spare. I was going to say, we do have sometimes spare cars, don't we? Well, we've got one right now. And hello to all of our friends uh, that are IndyCar drivers who are taking a break from their driving duties in Nashville to pay attention to this series because it is the favorite series of race car drivers all around the world. You might notice, you might have heard last time we raced, we had a Canadian guy in one of the cars, uh, James something or other. Hingetown. Hinge Hingetown, that's right, yeah, yes. Hingetown. Um, but yeah, hey, hey James, we, uh, we were very happy to have you in the series last time out yeah, your car is out on the circuit right now peter atwater actually developed a bit of an electrical issue and jtr said ah let's get the spare car out for him let's not risk it for qualifying so the maple leaf flies once again and peter atwater car number 26 making you proud out there right now is the colorado based driver but uh, we're happy to see 
these spare cars utilized because they bring him to the track every weekend. And he's running in 18th position at the moment. Uh, rear end damage to the 49 McCumbie McAleer racing car. There is an easy access to the back of the pits and paddock. Ah, love it. Love seeing the Canadian flag flying proudly. A lot of uh, Canadian support here this weekend, as you might imagine. Uh, we are not that far away from going back to green here. I think we'll get a good 15 minutes or thereabouts. Just a reminder, if you're watching for the first time, an unusual, not unique, but unusual... Um, part of this race championship. It's had sparks racing on the side of that car. Threw me out for a second. Yes. Too. Yeah. Since we do have a team called, called Spark, Spark Performance. Racing. Yes, exactly. Um, not unique, but certainly unusual, this championship. Paying out, the share likes to say, real cash money. And the well, prize fund extended this year. In fact, when I say extended, doubled. Yeah. Um, it, it has been for some years that the overall winner of the championship picks up a cool quarter of a million dollars. Let me just say that again, $250,000. And the championship payout goes all the way down to 10th in the championship. Added for this year, a similar amount, which is split between all of the races. Race so incentives. Race incentives, it's called. It's Look, it's finish money, it's prize money. It's going back to the old days of motor racing in some respects. Yeah. It starts at $6,000 for each race victory over the weekend. And again, pays all the way down to 10th ship. Correct. So six grand for the winner, five for second, four for third, third three for fourth, two for fifth, and then $1,000 for each competitor who finishes between sixth and 10th place. Now, we're not talking about being able to pay for everything, but it's enough to help out. Oh, I want an egger. I want an egger, please. Breakfast oh. sandwich for me, I think. We, we should go try the uh, roasted chicken, the 24-piece bucket. We were staring at it all uh, last weekend. Do, do so. you not want any? That's yeah, just for me. Well, I, I mean, That's sure. just the small, the small <laughs> option. A good hash brown is a thing of beauty. It is true. And a, br a breakfast wrap with uh, ham. No, the brat. Yeah. We're in the land of brats. Uh, yeah, true. You, uh, that's later yeah. on in the day, though. I always think you start with bacon or ham. Hello to all the people hanging out at the beach at the carousel. I like that you have the life preserver. That's that's planning well ahead. Great crowd this weekend. They had to endure some pretty filthy weather <laughs> earlier on in the weekend with a storm blowing through on Thursday evening. And there was a bit of rejigging at campsites and some of the vendors got hit pretty hard mm -hmm. as well. But everybody pitched in. It's very much a community among sports car and endurance racing fans and the paddock and uh, it was heartwarming to see and everything was put back together part way through friday actually yeah. really impressive huge amount of uh, beautiful cars here as well even just coming up for the day uh, wisconsin and their blue collector license plates are out in force this <laughs> weekend uh, it's like a car show at various parts of the track this circuit has had a lot of money spent on the infrastructure down through the last couple of years including the repaving which started off in october and finished in november last year the whole circuit repaved before that uh, extra footpaths and golf cart paths 
around various parts of the circuit that you didn't used to be able to go and spectate at. You and tried. That, you t- I, I, I very nearly injured an ankle um, <laughs> on the far side <laughs> of the track. They're taking up because they're very popular uh, places to go and watch down by the kink and down on the other side, driver's right of Canada Corner. And the wood carvings, of course, throughout yeah. the property. Uh, local artist Ben Bushka from Manawa, Wisconsin. He's been creating these wood carvings for a few years now. Um, taking inspiration from uh, nature, from bears, eagles and wolves. Uh, a memorable touch to the Road America experience. Lights are out on the safety car. We are going green this time around. Excellent news. I know a couple of people on the track walk were uh, laughing as I was admiring one of the wooden sculptures. And They're fabulous. Having a bit of fun with Bob Chapman. It just breaks, you know, it breaks it up. It's, and, and, you know, if you haven't been here before, even if you have, they keep being added to. You walk around a corner and go, oh, oh, haven't seen that one before. Exactly. And huge amount of camping going on. Big parties. Um, Going to have a wander around the campsites tonight, see some friends. Really knowledgeable motorsport and particularly as you might imagine sports car audience here it is truly america's national park of speed and those who make the pilgrimage to it every year for not just this race but the other races throughout the season and there are plenty of events here I'm not sure i've ever spoken to anybody who's left other than in a state of complete euphoria and having enjoyed themselves over the weekend. And good to see families here. Very much a family-friendly venue here at Road America, which is great for the next generation of IMSA and sports car fans. And the good news for everybody, whether they are trackside or you're watching further afield on our live world feed, which we have for every Edermitzer Mazda MX-5 Cup race, is that our lovely safety car, smashing though it is, is back in the pit lane. That means the field is under control of Gresham Wagner and he accelerates because the green flag's in the air and we've got ten and a half minutes of action around four miles of the circuit. They're all back together again. (laughs) Take a deep breath now. It might be the last one you get. This is the sprint for the $6,000 and for the points for the championship down into turn one. The multicoloured number five with the orange on it is Gresham Wagner side by side behind as Nate Cicero, the rookie, goes slightly wide. That's going to cost him not just one place, that's going to cost him three places, maybe four places, as he tries to tough it out on the outside of turn number three. That's the red and blue car from the side, the dark coloured front end to that car. Through has gone. Jared Thomas and Max Apalski. Jared in the 96, the red car with the yellow roll hoop. Max is in the uh, bright highlighter green and black car. So they've gone through to second and third. Who's that in fourth? That's the 13, Robert Noeger, who's come through. The black and white car. Mr. Road America, Robert Noeger. Loves this place. Loves this place. This is slightly better news as well, of course, for Jonathan Nerdorf, who's got back onto the end of the trail. The tail of the field, should I say it? But he's got a lot of cars to pass to get meaningful points here and he's chased for the rookie championship. Before we went to that full course caution, Nate Cicero had claimed back the fastest lap of the race. So right now, Gresham Wagner has a new goal. If he wants maximum points from today's race, he needs to claim that back too. He's already got the most laps led. He wants the fastest lap too. 
nine oh, minutes to go. Sideways. Big, big commitment <laughs> through. That wasn't coming out of the carousel. That was in the middle of the carousel. It's grip limited through there offline. And that is commitment from all of these drivers running right to the edge of the curbs at the right-handed kink, the number 30, right on the back of the lead group there. Joey Rainey lapped down, and he was on the ragged edge of adhesion. I could hear Celine Roland going, ah! all the way from here, and we're as far away from him as we could possibly be. <laughs> that, that is very true. Far too much fun going on here. Now, still eight and a half minutes to go, and I just wonder what the tactics will be here, Shea, particularly from the championship leaders in that top group. Celine Roland down in eighth position in the brightly coloured 87, as behind him, that was, was that Woody Hyman going for a little no, right no. there? No, further back, uh, one of the dark grey cars, as there's a change of the lead at the front of the field, and all of a sudden, Jared Thomas finds himself out front. Getting a little push from Max Opalski, and down the inside, Robert Neuke in the black, white, and violet over the top of the headlights there, through turn one, got to watch got to watch track limits there at turn one it is being monitored this weekend but only if you gain an advantage of time or distance wow leader last time around down to fourth by turn turn number three Gresham Wagner's got a fight on his hands and here comes the number 39 at the back of that group the mostly white car Jean Jodouin from Akumbi Makalia Racing where do you want to be here in seven minutes time as you're coming to the white flag you I'm not sure you want to be leading. I have no idea where I, I want to be right here because at least I'm not going to be upset about where I finish in this race. Sitting in the booth is a lot safer of an opportunity right now. Gresham Wagner already back up to third, though. Max Zapalski needs to be careful. He has only ever had one career top five finish, so he doesn't really know what to do at this point of the race to stay there. That top group are battling now. We're into the last few minutes, and look what's happened. They build up a gap. It's gone. It's completely gone. Celine Roland is back on the back of this, this group now. And this is because there's fighting going on. No one is taking the optimum racing line. No one is maximizing their pace into, through, and out of each of the 14 corners here. What does that do? It increases your lap time. It's slowing you down. And therefore, anybody who's got a clear run behind is going to close up on you and be able to start battling. As soon as that stops, the gaps will start to string out again. The hilarious thing is that all weekend, John, people have been talking about how there is one line on this track. There is one way to go around <laughs> it. Not for these competitors. In Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup, you've got options. And that's what Robert Noaker just used to reclaim the lead of this race. He's not had it as far as we are concerned for 2023, but he's been there a lot over the course of the past as Alex Bashura goes way wide through Canada Corner. Yeah. Only one racing line round the, the track. Uh, hold my refreshing beverage, <laughs> says Inamitsu Mazda MX-5 as a championship in one voice. Top four then, coming around with just on five and a half minutes to go. I reckon that's the lap they're about to start. And <laughs> And two more after that. I'm sorry, that was comedy. Gresham Wagner led the last lap. He then didn't lead again until they were coming across the stripe. So he's credited with leading both of those laps. Dropped down to fifth yes. at one stage. So that is 
encapsulated there in 4.048 miles. That <laughs> is Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 Racing in uh, Gresham Wagner's uh, last four miles around this circuit. So he's back to the front now with the red car of Jared Thomas of JTR behind him. Then the lighter-coloured machine is Robert no Noeke in the Noeke Racing car. Any of the, I'd still say any of the top eight or nine could be on the podium at the very least. There's 14. Cicero coming back down the outside again. Down into turn five, he likes that behind Cicero. Aaron Johnson, he's had a good run up through the field as well. This is all about gaining championship points here. You've got to understand if you are battling for that $250,000 at the end of the season, you have to take what's on offer here. Far better to get points for fourth or fifth or sixth than to end up in the wall. Exactly. And for Aaron Johnson, this weekend is about being smart. He is still ahead of Celine Roland, who is chasing him for second in the points. But the good news is his teammate, Jared Thomas, is further ahead of him. So it will close the gap to the lead, but it will help close the gap to second. And that's what Jared really wants. A one-two for his team in this championship. And more importantly, another win in the championship two years in a row. So we've got pairs of cars now. It's Noah's Ark time. Uh, it's Road America, top two, Gresham Wagner, Jared Thomas. Then it's Robert Noyega and Nate Cicero. Then Aaron Thomas and Max Apalski. Aaron then, Johnson. Uh, what did I say? Aaron Thomas. Aaron Thomas. Oh, yeah. His Aaron, family. Aaron, Aaron Thomas and Jared Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Interchangeable. Sorry, guys. Ah, kink. And it's another issue at the fastest part of the circuit. It's Jonathan Neudorf again yep. who's involved. And uh, the other car that is in that, I think, is Joy, Joy Rainey. Rainey. It is. Uh, that is going to be, I'm afraid, all she wrote. Both cars with heavy damage. Right, driver's right for Joy Rainey. That's the younger of the two Rainies here, son of Joe. Also racing this weekend. Oh, it's not. It's the... Uh, Oh, it's Se Hannah Sellers. It's Hannah Sellers. My apologies. Sorry, Jonathan. She was running in 16th position. A similar colour scheme to uh, Jonathan Neudorf. In fact, they are Hicks and Motorsports teammates, and they were running together in 16th and 17th position. So my apologies to those that follow Jonathan there. Jonathan, of course, was uh, way to the back. It is... Actually, done a cracking job having got back onto the back of the field after his incident down at Canada Corner. Emma had to change a wheel and BF Goodrich tyre. And he's actually back up into 15th position. And that makes him... Uh, one, two, three, four... Fourth, I reckon, in... Yeah, fourth in the rookies points. So... Once again, our hard-working safety crews are on site. Uh, Hannah is out of the car and is walking unaided. The, the safety team still talking to Joy on the other side of the track. Hannah's going to... Door now opened. And Joey able to get himself out once he unfastens 
the belts. Well, let's try and pick out what's happened here. Uh, it was a little touch on the back of Hannah Zellers by Joy. And that pitched her into what is euphemistically called a tank slapper. The cars are massively loaded up on the left-hand side there. Joy coming through the kink just a little bit quicker than Hannah, perhaps showing uh, a little bit of inexperience there. Could have lifted or just trailed the brake with his left foot and just uh, tipped the back of Hannah's car. It's already loaded up. It spins first to the right and then snaps back. That's the tank slapper part of it. So she goes into the wall driver's left. Joy spinning in avoidance and trying to go around. And then lost control of his car. One of the fastest parts of the circuit. He goes in. Driver's right. And the race confirming now from race control. The race will end under yellow. So it will not be one of our closest race finishes of the season. But we don't close. Uh, we don't count yellow flag finishes uh, in our lap distances. Our race finish distances. Which... This must be one of the few series in the world while where finishing under yellow is likely to give you bigger gaps between the top five or six yeah. than actually finishing under green. This is only our third race of the year, I believe, where we finished under yellow. Correct. Yeah. The second race at St. Pete's, St. Pete's the yeah. first one at Watkins. Watkins. And we do have 14 rounds of the season total. So this being round nine, we have a lot more opportunity for close finishes. Um, assuming that everyone crosses the finish line where they are supposed to, yep. our points battle in the Rookie of the Year is down to 10. We'll confirm that once the checkered flag has come out. That's all subjective post-race scrutineering checks. But coming to the line, a win is a win is a win. And Gresham Wagner, how important then was getting back to the lead after he dropped down outside of the podium finishes on that previous lap, led the penultimate lap under green, leads the final lap under yellow, and comes through for spark performance. Gresham Wagner leads it from JTR Motorsports Engineering's Jared Thomas in second, and Robert Noeke for Robert Noeke Racing in third. That's the three steps on the box. Nate Cicero is the top rookie ahead of Aaron Johnson in fifth position, then Max Apalski, Jean Jodouin for McCombie McAleer Racing. Heather Hadley in eighth position. She's been running very well this weekend. Best finish of Heather's season, I think. I'll query might that. Might be tied on that. Tied. I think you might be right. She is second tied. rookie. Finishing up the top ten with Anthony McIntosh from JTR and Selene Roland. Forties way back up to Hicks and Motorsports. So the pass for the lead and ultimately the win made at the start of what was to be the last partially green flag lap as Gresham Wagner got pushed to the lead by Jared Thomas. The race ended later that same lap in terms of green flag racing. A little tap on the back of Heather Hadley. Hannah Zellers. Uh, excuse me, Hannah Zellers by Joy Rainey. Uh, took them both out of the race. Nothing deliberate in that. I think we should say that immediately. May just get a little talking to from the race direction and race control. The good news is, while the cars may be damaged, both of the drivers 
got themselves out. For Gresham Wagner, in five races here at the track, he has finished fifth, fourth, third, second. He's had pole position. He's had the fastest lap. Today he got the win and led the most laps. He now has everything. So you mentioned the rookie championship down to yep. 10, being led by? Being led by Thomas Inziata, still 10 points ahead of Nate Cicero, but wow. big shakeups in the championship. It's still Aaron Johnson, 2,670 points, ahead of Celine Roland, 2,430. But now Jared Thomas, 90 points behind Roland. They were 200 points separated coming into today's race. In fourth place, it is now Gresham Wagner, today's race winner. Fifth place is now Robert Noaker, second in the race today. Then is Annunziata down in sixth and Cicero in seventh. We come into the last part of the season. And before we can hand out any checks and trophies, we've got to have a second race here tomorrow. And today. that uh, today, in fact, uh, 3.40 Eastern uh, is the time. And we'll regrid the cars. Not much time to get the damaged machines fixed up and in race preparation. But for race one, Spark Performance, Gresham Wagner with what he could not have known at the time would be a last green flag pass as he came to the line. Takes it from Jared Thomas in second, Robert Neuecker in third, and Nate Cicero wins in the Rookies Championship with a fourth-placed position. All the championships closing up and more racing to come with Shea Adam and me, John Hindhoff, later today. Join us from America's National Park of Speed for the next round of Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 Challenge for 2023. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.